again to Sonic, here we go again. Start the flow again to let you know again. This ain't your average online show again. Bobby Paul Delight, Wiles and Daddy O again. Tuning in the Spitfire, save the matches radio again. Again, another thing about the show again. That the audience they got, yo, they bound to grow again. Oh, you can rewind and play the song in slow-mo again. I'ma remind it's that to Sonic, here we go again. The Spitfire Save the Matches with your boy DJ D Poise, Jennifer Old Jenny, Sunshine, and Doc Beasley. This week, we welcome Jerry Brown to the show. Let me ask you, man, what about this record? Before we, because I'm excited about this, because when I heard your music, I thought I'm, 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 I'm riding with it for sure. But you and Kaz Meta got something working too? Yeah, yeah. Me, me and Kaz Meta working on a project. Um, it's, We've been working on it for about a year. If you, I mean, if you know Casmeta, you know how busy that dude is. That that dude stays working. You know, that man's working on that work. Man's working on three different projects at any given time, right? Um, mm. But yeah, we got a project we're working on. Um, it should finalize up here by the end of the year, and at at the very best, have or at, at least have an EP of what we want to drop. Um, yeah, so we're working on that. That's that's crazy. Cause I just finalized up one of my uh, second or third joints for his project the other weekend at the studio. Can you share the theme behind the album, or is everything kind of under wraps for now? Um, it's it's kind of under wraps because, like I said, Kaz has had so much going on. Like where we just met at, um, it was one of his vinyl droppings with Jay Rawls. So like me and me and Kaz ain't really had a whole lot of time to sit down and talk. He's just been sending me beats and sending me collabs. And we ain't really had a whole lot of time to sit down and really build on what what we want this project to be, other than the fact that um the beats that he sent me and a couple of the ideas behind the song. So it really ain't no real generalized thing that I can speak on right now. Um just other than the fact that it's it's gonna be some natural hip hop type stuff so when it comes out will there be vinyl <laughs> um that's another question i can't really answer no knowing knowing kaz i'm i'm assuming it'll probably be vinyl mm. i don't know much about and i'll be honest with you i don't i don't know much about the the role vinyl plays anymore like when i went to uh the vinyl release one of the questions that was going through my mind was like you know damn how much you know what what type of revenue is it really still in this you know in the day and age we're at what does it cost to press up vinyls and you know aside from you know the djs that still really use vinyls and you know the record stores that specialize in that what is really the market in it but um it's very possible that's the best oh, that's the best way i can answer this it's very possible it may be pressed up on vinyl yeah there's a lot of money in vinyl now it's made a resurgence um, not only just for like the retro aspect of it, but for the <laughs> the fact that um, like I have a very extensive record collection myself and I've gone to local record stores here and I've seen records and I'm like, this is a record that we could have just grabbed any day back in the day, no big deal. And it's like $35 for a vinyl album. So not only is there a resurgence, but the price, uh, what would your boys say? Today's price is not yesterday's price or yesterday's, yesterday's price is not today's price. Right. It has increased. Big time. Uh, really? Jennifer yeah, 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 speak to vinyl. Yeah. 
Yeah. And yeah, yeah. The, the average the average price is about thirty five now. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty five, thirty. Wow. Don't even do classic hip hop. We we talking upwards of fifty or more. Yep. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Vinyl is big business for collectors. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. man, from Mansfield to where Kaz met, how did how did that happen? Like, how did y'all connect? <laughs> Well, we didn't really connect until years later because, like, Kaz is younger than me. So, like, when I used to, and and when I get a little bit further into my background, like, I never, I never really took music all that seriously. It was just for the love of the art, and the art, the expressive, you know, fact of it. And I never wanted to be in the spotlight. I never had a a desire to be part of the industry, quote unquote, to speak. Um, Hell, to be honest with you, if I could have been a ghostwriter and made a living off of it, and that's 100% what I'd have done. I would do that now if I could. But um, back when we was recording back then, and this is, you know, early 2000s, mid-2000s, um, Kazmeta from Springfield, like, he had his crew, and they had heard a lot of my music, and a lot of, not just my music, but the music I was doing with a, a camp called Rec Room at the time. And we just linked back up later on in life through... Um, uh, the, the studio I record at record at now, um, Cranial Rock Audio. Um, my man uh, Marshall does all my mixing, um, producing, and mastering. And we just link back up, you know, through the social media avenues. And you know, we got to sharing beats and 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 reconnecting on how we knew each other and what we knew because a lot of time had passed by. You know how it goes. Um, you go from, you go from you go from 20, 20 to thirty and thirty to forty in like a snap of a second. Yeah, yeah. Started rapping at 13, man. Yeah, yeah. I was a big Ice Cube fan when America's Most dropped. Um, that's a, that's a good segue for my next statement because as I'm sitting here listening to your voice, your voice is reminiscent of Easy E. <laughs> like wow, that's that, that's the first time I've heard that. Now I am I am coming off of of, of a cold. I'm sure that plays a part in how my voice is coming across, but that that is still the first time I've heard that. I hear it. Doc in the building. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so at 13, started rapping. Easy E. You said Ice Cube. Said no, Ice 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 Cube is my biggest influence around 13 when America's Most came out. And he he's the one that really got me to writing raps. And I used to have notebooks and notebooks and fill filled with raps and um it was just about a writing thing at that point. Like, most of my friends didn't even know I rap. There was, like, if I let you know I rap back then and you was one of, you know, you was somebody that was really tied in and linked into me. There's only a couple of them, a handful of them, of my friends that I let know that I rap back then. And then came along Keith Murray. Mm -hmm. And Keith Murray put a resurgence in me. I, I never forget, I woke up, I came home from a JV football game. I played JV football. And this was the first time I saw the most beautifulest thing in the world video. And I'm like, man, who the who the hell is this kid standing on this Lexus? Talking about you mythological niggas is comical. The astronomical is flowing through like the fluid bomb. And it, it was like, it, this shit was crazy. And from that point on, I said, and by that time I was a junior in high school. And I said, okay. I I I have I have a desire to let some people start hearing my raps now. Um but then, you know, and then we went through that golden age. Then came along Nas, you know, and 
you know, you know, a couple of years before that was the, the, the emergence of Wu-Tang. We just came through that age, man. You know, I could sit here for an hour talking about my lyrical influences, um, the people that I felt taught me how to rap. But yeah, it was just it was just that age. It was that emergence of a uh, of the East Coast. Um, it was that emergence of the nice New York MC and I got I I'm gonna be honest with you because I got kind of discouraged with hip hop um, at a young age of like in between like 10, 10, 12 years old because it got kind of soft and you know I'm talking about like the Kwame era right um, the polka, polka dot polka dots a lot of dancing and shit and I wasn't feeling that. Sir, that was a wonderful time. Okay, okay, and I'm I'm not saying I'm just speaking for me from my from where I was standing at at that point. Like I like percussion, I like musical percussion, I like musical adrenaline. So I actually throughout the course those those couple years, like I had kind of strayed off into metal a little bit, right? Hmm. And like it wasn't until N.W.A. and America's Most came out and Ice Cube and at that particular time, that resurgence of the West Coast, I shouldn't say resurgence, the birth of the West Coast gangster rap, where I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm getting that same adrenaline and, and and percussion out of a hip-hop song that I was getting out of a metal song, right? And, you know, and fast forward, like I just said, then comes Keith, then comes Wu-Tang, then comes Nas, and you have what you have. To me, the greatest era of uh, hip-hop that's going to ever be known. Who's your favorite metal band? If you have a favorite. I, I had a favorite. I was a big Miley Crew fan. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we think we were. We all were at one point. <laughs> I like them. Yeah, I, was a, I, was, I like them too. Yeah. I like them. It, it's funny, it's funny you said that because in uh the last video that we just shot, I had a I had a a Guns and Rock, uh, Guns and Roses jacket on. Um, because I remember when I was young, yeah, yeah, and 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 Slash is one of the illest, yeah, 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 yeah. there's nothing like November Rain, like that video just shook me, you know, sitting there. Hey, that may that that may be the greatest hook riff that I've ever heard in my life. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So can we see uh like maybe a rock, hip hop, metal situation coming from you down the line? I mean, you know. I mean if, if yeah, if I if, if 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 the universe made that happen and it put me around the right people, like right now I don't know anybody really um huh? that makes rock music like that around me that I directly know that would that that would bring that to existence, but no, nah, I would, I definitely wouldn't wouldn't be opposed to it at all. Hell no, nah, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Anything's possible. I thought when uh I thought when when Jay linked up with Lincoln Park, that Lincoln shit was dope Park. as hell to oh me. Oh my god, yeah. yes, that mashup was that. I just seen a meme like a few weeks ago. Like remember back when we all was listening to Lincoln Park because Jay Z and Lincoln Park hooked up. That was like one of the coldest albums. Loved it. Yeah. Now, I will, I will tell you this. If, if I go to that genre of music, and I don't consider this metal, this is when the Seattle bands came into play. I was, at, and to this day, I'm still a giant Nirvana fan. 
I'll listen to Nevermind from front to back. Yes. Right now to this day. Sue, all right. Open your mind. I almost bought a Nirvana shirt the other day. <laughs> oh, I got I got a number of them. Smiley faces with the with the smiles I, all over it. I got a number of them. I got a number of them. What about Foo Fighters? Do you like Foo Fighters? Oh hell yeah, because that's where you know that that's where my man David he came from that Nirvana yeah, camp. Dave Grohl, yeah, like I, I like. Foo I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. The best of you is probably one of my favorite songs ever. Mm. Yeah, losing Taylor Hawkins—that's just—that's still like I've—I have the bumper sticker with the hawk and the infinity symbol on it on the back of my my truck. And um, when my mom was going to the hospital, the ambulance guy—he's like, "Do you know what that means?" And I'm like, "Do I know what it means? It's on my car. What are you talking about?" Like I'm like that's for for Taylor Hawkins and he was like like he was shocked. I was like yeah I listen to Foo Fighters like why why is that weird? To you? It was funny now that you bring it up because like when I was going through my metal phase, um, I remember I went to the park one time and I had a, a Metallica shirt on, and so you know my friends are looking at me crazy like well. The hell are you doing with this shirt on? They had no understanding. They had no understanding why I got this Metallica shirt on. And then at the at the same time, I was going to St. Pete's Catholic School, and I go up there and they looking at me crazy too. Like why, why you got this? They had no understanding. I mean, my my music mind was just it was just open like that. I didn't care about none of that. I just listened to what I want to listen to. Right, right. Christianity. No. Number one. The pagan god Horus and his mother Isis centuries before the birth of Christ. Understanding our past determines actively our ability to understand the present. So, how do we sift truth from belief? me a gift so i turned that shit to a massacre the crowd was screaming brown go get them don't let them capture i got it let it fall into place took their doctrine beliefs and i threw it all in their face haunting their space i put the math to the formula think they got me conforming to they think that i'm just rapping shit nah nigga i'm warning you the fuck these demons telling me next they're trying to dictate my persona like they mailing me checks man it's a fish tank of piranhas you inhale with your chest make every mistake with a comment see who failed the best say it with less while i master the grand openings like i was standing over them structure with planned motion minutes they put they token in was striving for a lesson a day vested away trying to figure how my death will relay lecture decay while i'm ripping this fucking texture away next in the way of the memorial gave the world something extra to play how do we write our own histories personally or culturally and thereby define ourselves how do we penetrate years centuries of historical distortion to find original truth. Tonight, this will be our quest. Yeah, yeah. Rich shit. Hydro, look, it's the extraterrestrial. Wealth get cheated by decimals. This land is ours, my needy do not believe what they telling you. Let me guess, y'all came to commit and killed all the warriors. This land was ours and that land was ours. Was here before they, they inserted deception. And it was white and black slaves that refer to complexion. The Darwin theory from Masons trying to bury their essence. ISIS quote unquote Americans in turbans with weapons. Who we y'all supposed to be scared of? Look, fresh out the clinks, knock in with a flush the pills down the sink. They think they got me beat. The gun legit 30 stick hockey. 
different on my own island i had to get me some farther district penmanship running shit like emmett smith not emmett till hoping that my eyes tied and wide shut y'all fucked uh, up here's all my credentials i got the u.s government convicted of crime against humanity in 2021 george souls owe me some money cnn owe me some money youtube owe me some money Harris county owe me some money and now Harris county owe me some money on top of the back here's my dollar and with that being said fuck the united states fuck everything in the united states i'm getting the fuck out of this bitch i don't get to ever come back and everybody involved and what's happened what happened is getting shot getting shot so are you uh are you more pro East Coast or West Coast, bro? You because you no no and and I and I knew that I knew that question was coming because I've got that question before. Um, especially when I as diverse as it is when I talk about well, Ice Cube made me pick up a pen, but yeah, Keith Murray and Nas and I feel like taught me how to rap along with Cool G and that whole era, but mm, yeah, Cool G was my man. I mean, if, if, if I had, to, this is the best way I can answer this. In terms of the coast that I feel taught me how to rap, that would be the East Coast all day. Nas and Wu-Tang then, because they had a similar cadence to me. They had a cadence that I could identify with. And, you know, Nas rapped within a pocket that, Especially back then when I was younger, I felt very comfortable rapping in that pocket. That was my natural cadence. Mm. That was my natural tempo. Um, I mean, to this day, you know, uh, 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 a DJ premiere beat is always going to be my preferred, you know, tempo of beat. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't need to spend time stepping out of my comfort zone. Any artist needs to do that. But you know where you feel comfortable at, right? Um but yeah, if I if, if if I had to say who had the most influence on me in terms of just rapping in general, then I would have to say East Coast. But I'm not I'm not kind anything, you know, because we came from the era where you got classics from from everywhere. We man, I was just explaining this to somebody the other day. Back when I was 13 or 14, there may be a day where with all within the same day, I may listen to to the Chronic. I may listen to, to Midnight Marauder from Tribe Called Quest. I may listen to Dice Effects. I may listen to the Outcast, um, Southern Playlistic. You may listen to all of them within one day. You know what I'm saying? With all within one day, you may listen to all of them albums. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely how 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 it was at that in that era. So I, I, I can I can in my car my Cadillac I had uh in my CD changer back in the days so see I'm, I'm aging myself a little bit now but back in the back in the era of CD changers I, I remember having uh face I had face I had MC8 I had uh Ravcast um Redman and uh. Uh, two. And one, oh, and uh, uh, Bahamadia. It was all in my, all in my deck. That's how what that's how it was back then. That's how it was back then. So you know, that, that's why I mean. I was on Spotify. I was on JG in there a little bit. I was in there every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Or I throw, you know I'm saying? Listen to the woo. Might have some big in there or might have some death row, you know, whatever, but. Yeah, it was always a, 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 a combination of, of of just every every coast and every every region. Hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah. Are you uh signed independent or? No, I'm 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 not I'm I'm not signed. I never have this. And that's what I was trying to, to allude to when we first started talking in the beginning. Like I I never really took it seriously in terms of the industry because I never wanted to be part of the industry. I just had fun doing music. Um, and. You know, like I like I told you earlier, if I could have if I could have been if I could have been a writer behind the scenes and made a living off that, then that's I would have done that preferably over being an artist any given day. And I would do it right now if I could. Uh, I never liked being in the spotlight. I just like making music. But you I got so dope. Yeah, you got you got No, you a- you absolutely can. You just like when you, you have to be within the right circles of people to, to for that to, for that to come into uh fruition. I mean, it doesn't just happen. You have to be in the right studios and the right circles for you to write for artists that you can make a living off of writing for. There's somebody making an artist uh, or a living off of hits that they made for Drake right now. They had to be in that right situation, right? Well, right, there are right, sure. in different places where you can kind of put yourself out there too. No, for sure. Kids. So that's no, and I, 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 I could have definitely done more of that, but um, I mean, to answer your question, no, I'm not signing anything. I just, you know, this, this, this whole like reemergence of what I'm doing. This was almost like a. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy to say this is like a bucket list. Like, okay. Well, these are the things I haven't done. I never shot a video. Let me shoot a video. I've never put my music out on platforms. Let me put a song out on a platform. It was it was almost like a bucket list type of thing. You know what I mean? Just like, okay, I've never done this. Let me let me see what this feels like, right? And so now I'm here on map right now, and I've done those couple things. I've checked those couple check marks off, and so now it's like, now what? Well, what about what about doing an interview with some really cool people? Was that on the list too? Absolutely. So I'm living, I'm living, I'm living part, I'm living part of that checklist right now. I'm living part of that checklist right now. Good. He says if you know anybody who wants to do an interview with him, just let him know. No, that's not. What I'm saying I, I, I'm, I'm checking something off right now as we speak. Have right. you put any right. of your stuff on Bandcamp? Well, the last two songs I did, I believe they're on all platforms. I believe they're on Bandcamp, they're on Spotify, they're on uh, DistroKid. Well, they put it out through DistroKid, so they're on Spotify, Bandcamp, um, Apple. So yeah, just 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 about everything. That would be the uh, the bad guy joint, the catching shots joint. One of the joints I sent you was with my man Henry Rich, the Twisted Beliefs. I know he uploaded that on DistroKids. I can't speak specifically to whether that's on Bandcamp or not, but I know it's on most platforms. But that's the other thing. That's the other. That's that. That's the other part. Like, do you know how much it has changed since when I was in like my early twenties? Like, I'm talking about prior social media. There wasn't no clicks, clicks of a button. And yo, know, this is when this is when you had to go stand in front of somebody and make them believe that you was a rapper or that you could rap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when I was in when I was in high school, there, there was no social media. Uh, somebody would come upon you, and be like, "Yo, son, let me get them bars," and you had to convince them that you had bars about you. And if you didn't, they'll just laugh and walk away from you. You get clown. Facts, facts. <laughs> Jennifer works for KDAY in LA, so 
she was one of the people that people would go to to say, hey, I can rap. Yeah. <laughs> I was one of the people that you had to stand in front of. Yep. Wow. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure back then, you know, that that was when your show presence would, it, it, it meant a lot. Like a and R would come to your show, and they want to see, well, how does the crowd respond to you? That'll be the difference on whether you get signed or not. Let me just tell you, back then, ha ha, way back then, I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. My fault. I, I, I wasn't no, saying. No, like, I'm, I'm telling you. Way back then, nobody knew who Coolio was yet. NWA didn't exist yet. Um, Dr. Dre was probably 18, 19 years old. Um, yeah, uh, way back then. <laughs> I, I, I was, uh, I was around for all of all of that. All of that. And it wasn't um you're right. There's a huge difference between now and what it was like way back when. Um cuz shoot, I'm looking at 40 years now here. Um it, but but it hits everybody exactly the same. I know of a particular rap group that um, still doesn't quite get the difference between way back then and now and the difference between being signed to a major label and not being signed to a major label or not having... <clears throat> management or uh, booking agents or anything like that it's it there's a huge huge difference and there's a huge learning curve that goes along with all of it you know we're talking about the the old school rappers who um, as far as they're concerned kind of paid their dues so to speak they don't know they don't even know how to do an interview anymore well and, and me, let me ask you this Jim do you do you think like do you think like labels today and I'm, I'm talking about majors majors do you think like they don't put enough emphasis in the artist development as they used to they don't they don't they don't all they're concerned with are the big names and the big names, I'm sorry, I don't even consider them rap or hip-hop. I consider them hip-pop. I don't, I don't, it, it, they're, they're nothing compared to what anybody used to be. Um, and the big labels don't. Well, I can tell you one thing for sure. Um, there were a couple of groups, a couple of bigger groups that were on um, uh, Mercury. And 
one of the groups they had decided, and this is back even in the 90s, in the early 90s, and one of the groups they had determined, well, they're from the South, so we want them all to show up in um, overalls with pieces of straw sticking out of their teeth. You throw my hay in the middle of the bar? <laughs> nope. Crucial and conflict. When, <laughs> and when, and just... when the group wouldn't do it the way they saw it, they didn't. They didn't want anything to do with it anymore. And all of a sudden, not only did they get dropped, but Mercury disbanded their entire. Um, anybody they had that was rap. So, so, huh? so would you say? Would you say that to some degree that that's? I mean, as far as creative control, that the independent route is the best way to go. I mean, although that requires it, it requires 30, 30 times more to work. Everybody knows that, as it should. It should because you're investing in yourself. Um. But yeah, I didn't when when you when you gave me that image of of the uh, the <laughs> the image you just gave me. That's the first thing that popped up was was crucial conflict. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's the first thing that popped up in my mind. You know, and I I um I feel like the independent labels. Yeah, there's a lot more work going into it from you because they're not putting they're not giving giving advanced money they're not doing a whole lot of anything um they're it, anything they do marketing wise is i might as well just say it i i um I do a podcast every Tuesday night with the producer for Public Enemy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's all based on Spit Slam Records, which is Chuck D's record label. Um, and if you, if you were signed basically you're not even signing as an artist to spit slam um but everything that comes out on spit slam is getting the benefit of being able to say they're on spit slam records which is owned by chuck d so that's it that's it that's oh. your benefit oh and they, they keep their money and they can crowdfund and yeah there's, there's so many benefits to being independent and like you said you have creative control nobody can tell you you have to wear a blue jersey on Wednesdays because this yes. is what we want you to do for your image you decide what you want to do yeah it goes the same if if you were if you were um, if you wanted to put your record out on unknown planet which is 
um, the guys from Yag Fu Front. That's their record label. Same situation. You're getting the publicity, etc., based on who they are. But what happens to your record, what happens, uh, how you fund it, whatever, that's all on you. Say goodbye to mundane music apps and hello to Spitfire, the ultimate audio companion. With our extensive collection of Spitfire Save the Matches podcast. Videos, interviews, and music. You'll never run out of entertainment again. Download Spitfire now and immerse yourself in a world of unmatched audio bliss. Unleash the power of music like never before. With Spitfire, the app that saves the matches and sets your playlist on fire. Now get the fuck off me. Get the fuck off me, yo. What you holding me back for? It's what the fuck they wanted, right? They wanted district to walk back in the church. You Yo, they looking down the scope, they think they found I'm a target The last of a breed, I feel like I'm being martyred I'm a force here, even if catching me on an off gear Flow still hitting like I'm driving in fourth gear Walk up in the booth and say all clear, scanning the room Do you niggas realize how you called here? The chance of getting lyrically marred here Speak out of turn for every bar, leave a piece of you scarred here People won't believe what they saw here How you take the science of a man and wipe his chemistry off here Thinking that the symmetry's soft here Wanting my space, but you don't know how much it mentally costs here. I get it, y'all just thought it was y'all, yeah. Thinking you gon' keep that same motherfucking confidence all year. Takes a real artist to draw here. Your rhyming is an ordinance, my word is like a federal law here. I thought I heard shots, who the fuckers they really aiming at? Talking about legacy, fuckers that gon' say to that. Pedal to the floor like it's aliens in a building. I felt it in the air, they kept saying it's just a feeling. Thought I heard shots, who the fuckers they really aiming at? Talking about legacy. Fuckers they gon' say to that Pedal to the floor like it's aliens in the building I felt it in the air to get saying it's just a feeling For heaven's sake, give him his own fire and let him bake These niggas ain't grounded, I take it they wanna levitate Let him wait, kids gon' need a minute to meditate Thanks he done decide for the God flow, I bet he ain't Speaking for the record, you think it's slightly ironic That with all this extra effort they still dying divided Provided I had to ride it with vitamins put inside it While I itemize the items that likely will get colliding In spite of what you Incited or any fucker decided I'ma ride it till I put your biology in the climate I'm beside it, they ain't looking like no diamonds to me My alignment got me tied into a higher degree The incitement is in light of what's inspiring me Perfect timing for the universe acquiring me Took the secrets of the stars, let them hide it in me And we can see just what the other fucking side of it be I thought I heard shots, who the fuck is they really aiming at? Talk about legacy, fuckers ain't gon' say to that Pedal to the floor like it's aliens in the building I felt it in the air, they kept saying it's just a feeling Thought I heard shots, who the fuck is they really aiming at? Talk about legacy, fuckers ain't gon' say to that Pedal to the floor like it's aliens in the building I felt it in the air, they kept saying it's just a feeling I thought I heard shots, who the fuck is they really aiming at? Talk about legacy, fuckers ain't gon' say to that Pedal to the floor like it's aliens in the building I felt it in the air, they kept saying it's just a feeling Thought I heard shots. Who the fuck is it really aiming at? Yo, 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 this your boy from NBSB. You listen to the Spitfire Say the Matches Radio 614. Stand up. Why, uh, 
Okay, man. Well, you said Keith Murray. So why not uh, the dope MC or the dope poet or something like that? Why use Jay Brown? Why not? Because that, because that, that's that's my name, and that's what these people call me. So I stuck with it. I used to when I was like a junior in high school. I used to be like, well, what if I wanted a couple with a rap, come up with a rap name? What would it be? And I couldn't come up with nothing. And you know, people just you know they stuck with my real name. People have always called me by my first and last name my whole life because it just sticks together. It's like saying Charlie Brown. You know what I mean? And it just it just sticks together. So my friends have always said Jerry Brown. This goes back to when I was kids. They've always said they can never say my first name without saying my last name. They got to they gotta put both of them together. They can't just say, what up, Jerry? What? Yeah, they got to say, they got to say, what up, what, what up, what up, Jerry Brown? And it never bothered me. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. It was the same way. Like, everybody was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's my guy. It's my cat, Jerry Brown. I was like, oh, okay, that's what's up. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, at some point, at some point, it just sticks with you. Don't think for a minute. There was times when I was in high school, and I'm sitting there like, well, shit. What if I wanted a couple to come up with a rap name? I don't know, but I just went. We were just stuck. It, it was working, so it hell. It it had a ring to it, at least at the time. So. When at that young age of my life, so I said, "Well, fuck it, I just stick with it. I just stick with Jerry Brown." It wasn't no different than than Keith Murray. I mean, that's the name. Yeah, you you should release an album called "You're You're a Good Guy, Jerry Brown." (laughs) Nah, I I don't want to release the Charlie Brown thing. (laughs) Nah, I I, get it out of my head. I'll, I'll think about it. I, I, I take it to the stu- I take it to the studio and try it. See what I come up with. You never know. You do got a point. It just does seem like it just belongs together when you say you can't say one without the other. You just can't. It just it just it just does sound like it belongs together. Well, yeah. Trust me, my man. I tried for many times to try to come up with a rap name, and I just couldn't come up with anything else. <laughs> wow, man! You uh, never tried anything else. No, I never, I never did. Well, I, I have throughout the course of my career, I've had alter egos. Like you know, how you get to playing with rap, especially if you're creative. You just come up with alter egos. Like I've come up with, 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 with uh, Father District. I've come up with Fitzgerald. But that's my real name is Gerald Fitzgerald. Like I, I've I've come up with a lot of different names just to play with raps throughout different stories. But at the end of the day, it's still gonna always be Jerry Brown. Fitzgerald. Go on and put that in the uh, Wu Tang generator and see what comes up. That might be the. You know. Hey, you know, hey, you know, the killer part is when I came up with that alter ego. Yeah. I had a joint where I had uh. My man AK scratched the uh, the the the, the, the jizzard joint on it for me. We or not or the inspector Jack joint. We like the bitch throwing fits like Gerald. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I had Adam, I had him, I had him scratch that on there for me. This back when I was like in my early twenties. Um, but yeah. Man, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, man. So back in the day, was you doing mixtapes in that era? The, you know, the mixtape era. Were you a mixtape <clears throat> rapper or, 
or um and well the the mick the mick let me say this uh when I was when I was fucking with Rec Room, there, I mean, yeah, there was a mixtape air, but not the the, the mixtape air as you're speaking of didn't really come along until DJ Clue came along. Um, that's a different mixtape air, and nah, I was I I didn't really do a lot of mixtapes. None of us was really doing a lot of mixtapes back then. We was all trying to, it was all trying to come up with a. An original Ohio sound, and I had my disputes over that, right? But you know, um, yeah. But this at, at that particular time, the the real mixtape era was was DJ Clue when he came out when he was coming out with his Desert Storm joints, um, and that shit was on fire at the time. Yeah. DJ, DJ Clue was fucking killing it at the time. Yeah, Clue and then uh, then your man Who Kid. Who uh, then Who Kid. Then came along. Um, what's my man that had all, had all the joints with Wayne? Um, DJ Drama. Drama. Yeah. 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 Drama. Then you had because uh, uh, he was uh, he was a chopping screw too, right? Well, yeah, he did some scra- chopping screw joints. I mean. I think if I if I'm remembering right, drama is really from Jersey, but uh, he mm-hmm. he did some some chapter screw joints. Yeah. What will amaze you? You know what amazed the fuck out of me was the first time I found out that DJ Premier is originally from Houston, Texas. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That is crazy. Because I never forget my man, my man Blake. My man Blake told me that we was younger. I think we was like in our twenties, and he told me that, and I argued this kid up and down for weeks. I said, "I need you. I need some proof because this doesn't make any sense. How can the man who created the East Coast sound as I know it mm-hmm. not be from one of these fucking five boroughs? He's got to be from one of these five boroughs, yeah, or at least from Philly." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Jersey. at the very least, somewhere on the yeah. east co- on the east coast. Yeah, but yeah, no. kid's from Houston, Texas. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the scene yeah. in Mansfield like, man? What's the? We don't like, we don't like, we don't get to hear anything about man. I don't get to hear anything. I'm interested to hear more from Mansfield. I mean, if you if you if you want me to answer now, I haven't really been a master like that for a long time, B. Long time. It's it's a lot of uh, <laughs> it's a lot of bullshit going on down there right now. A lot of young cats ending up dead. Um, Where are you now? I'm in Columbus. I'm in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, I uh, when I when I when I first went to college, when I first went to Akron. Like, I never, you know, I go down to do music. I still go down to fuck with my peoples. But in terms of what's going on now, it, it, I'd be I'd be way too far out of that to really give you a real answer. Mm-hmm. I I can't tell you what's going on in Mansfield. All, all I can tell you is what I see and on the news. And, and, and it's, you know, it's... That's not no different than anywhere. I mean, it's just these young people don't have a whole lot to do. They don't have a whole lot of positive shit to do. No. 
and when I say positive shit, I'm talking about positive shit. Like when I was in my twenties in Mansfield, man, we had a number of places to go to. Whether it was a fucking blue room, whether it was poets, whether it was fucking satchels, you just you had places to go. Mm-hmm. Right now, at that same age in Mansfield, they have nowhere to go. Nowhere. They got rid of recreation. They got rid of a lot here in Columbus. That's why these kids are so. Nah, it ain't. It ain't. It it, it ain't the same. It's still somewhere for them to go. Where? I'm talking. I'm talking about as a young adult. I ain't talking about as a teenager. A young adult. You still got places in Columbus to go. You don't have to be just pinpointed to one place. There's there's nowhere in Mansfield to go right now. Nowhere. Mm. Only thing I ever knew about Mansfield when I was younger, my cousin Carmen, she used to go there every year because it was her dad's family lived there, and they would always go to this place called Mad River Mountain. And that's the only thing I knew about it. They always would go skiing. But other than that, I knew nothing about Mansfield. Still don't. Yeah, it was was a cool place at one time. well, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I I grew up there. It had to be a cool place to me. So yeah. But you know, when I when I go back now, like I went back um to to shoot that last video, and I'm just on my way out. I'm just driving through, and I'm really just driving around, going to places I haven't been in so long. And like, God damn, they knocked so much shit down. So much shit ain't there no more. Um. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are going through that. It's because it's, it's just, it's a different day and age. And there's what, been a lot of building everywhere. Everything is changing. That's like my friend. She just came back here from the DMV, and she still can't drive around. She gets so lost. The freeways have changed. Places that used to be here just even three or four years ago are gone. You know. It's, it's funny you. It's funny you say that. It's funny you say that because I was just talking to um, one of my original uh, um, freshman roommates in, when I went to college in Akron, and he was—he still lives in Akron. And he's like, "Man, LeBron has done so much to this campus. I swear to God, if you come up here, you won't recognize." It. I said, "I'm like, damn, I don't—I won't recognize none of it." I said, "No, you won't recognize none of this campus." Uh-huh. Mm. Salute. Mm. Salute. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I didn't realize he was doing so much up there. Yeah, this this, this kid told me, he said, man, you won't recognize none of this campus. I mean, but it's expected, though. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah, because I know I went back to uh, TU where uh, where I went to school at, and yeah, it didn't, my gosh. My gosh, my gosh. When I was there, our weight room, our weight room was in a barn. It was a super huge barn, but it was a barn nonetheless. Like now they got an actual athletic complex and yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. Man. What's next? Yeah, I was I I was no go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, my man. I was asking you, well, first, I was gonna ask you about that video if it was shot in Mansfield, because when I looked, I said that don't look like anywhere in Columbus. So now yeah, both of them, both both. Uh, I mean, both videos I shot you was shot in Mansfield. Okay. Okay. Both of them. Well, uh, what's next, man? You you gonna do a whole 
EP solo or are you waiting on the my 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 my, my plan my plan next is I want to do I want to get an EP out by next month um sometime in January get a good EP out I'm close I'm like maybe three four songs away from what I want to be but I got I, I want to get a good EP out um and from there, then from there I don't know man I feel like this is where I feel I feel like I'm in my second childhood but in the the best creative and expressive way B yeah that's true. Yeah, I, like I, I I'm, I'm just in my I'm because if for those of us that know when when Nas painted the picture of second childhood he just painted it in that particular song like just uh <laughs> a, a nigga that don't grow up right he, he never matured he just, he just, he just stay. He becomes a young fool from an old fool, right? Mm-hmm. That's the way he painted it in that song, but it don't gotta be that. That don't mean you gotta lose your imagination. I mean, you have to lose your childhood just because you get older. Right, right. So when I when, when I say when I say second childhood, I'm talking about like man, I'm like, I'm inspired. I I feel youthful I that my, my my creative juices are flowing like a kid you know what I mean like it used to be mm. right right that excitement that goes along with it right the excitement about music I've never felt this excited about music before look at me my friends that grew up with me, my friends that grew up with me will be like they can't believe I shot a video they couldn't get me on the stage. They couldn't get me out the booth. Mm. I didn't want to freestyle nobody. And they looking at they're like, yo, you shot a video? Yeah, son, I'm in my second childhood. That's what's up. Right, right. Hey, hey, and I can attest to that because I remember when I met you, uh, we was freestyle we was freestyling in my uh my basement. Uh uh when uh uh, Petty and them all came down to uh, to drop some stuff. We was freestyling in the basement. And you was like, "Yeah, nah, I don't, I don't do all that." I, I probably and I probably didn't. I'm sure I didn't. I'm sure I didn't freestyle because I probably was not in my comfortable pocket. And back then, if I wasn't in my comfortable pocket, then no, uh, I don't want to rap. I don't want to rap. And that, I mean, but that only did my own hindrance to my own career. Like when we talk about when we was talking about the ghostwriter shit and how you get yourself into certain positions to even come along with that. Those were the type of things that he's talking about that hindered me. Because, shit, I didn't even want to rap. If I didn't feel like I was in my comfort zone, I just, I retracted. I was a, uh, I was a, I was a, uh, an extroverted, no, I was, I was an extroverted introvert. Like, I could only be, I could only be extroverted if all the energy around me made me feel comfortable. Had to have the right circumstances, right surroundings. Right, right. Mm, rappers always got to be cocky, though, bro. You you didn't, you know, every rapper, net, well, let's just say maybe now. I don't know. Maybe they don't. I don't know. I can't speak on the younger generation. But I mean, and I won't, I won't, I won't lie. Like, we was always... Confident and, and sure of himself about his ability, he just—it was just certain things. I feel like you know he wouldn't—he—he—he he, he really didn't—he didn't vibe with. 
You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Like freestyling was one of those things. Like, yeah, it was cool, but it was just like, ah, right, yeah, I'm cool on that. Mm. Well, and and then you know when you talk of the term of freestyling, and that so many people have different, so many different interpretations of what that term means. Freestyle, right? Um, yeah. I'm an old school cat, so for me, the, the freestyling is literally what we say it is. It's, it's freestyling. We hear. But, I, but but listen, but listen, listen, Doc. I've heard, I've heard people from our same generation disagree with that. I've heard Method Man on. I don't. I think it was on a my expert opinion with Matt Hopper. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. said no. That's not what we considered freestyling back then. They considered it that you just had a because when if you look at those classic battles with uh, the ones that you hear about with X and J standing on the top of the pool tables and all that shit you heard about them, them, yeah, them yeah. niggas oh, wasn't them, ni- them niggas wasn't freestyling. They weren't freestyling. He's, no, he, no. But, that, but, but that's just battling. That's just battling. But then was joint they already had in the clip. But for for so you do have you do have you know both pockets of freestyling. You have freestyling from a standpoint of we off the top of the head, right? Which is which is the original form. And then right. you also have and then you also have the I got these throwaways as they call them or as they as they would say I got these throwaways and I'm gonna spit these throwaways you know what I'm saying now the problem for me in that pocket is when I've, I've seen and I've heard people repeat these throwaways so to me now that's not freestyling like now you just you know what I'm saying you regurgitate and stuff that you've already said, done, and so on and so forth. Like, to me, that's Rachel. not freestyle. You know what I'm saying? That's not freestyling to me. Now, if you... If, like, so, more in a battle setup or battle form, even 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 uh, on the street. If we on the street corner and we battling and I got some throwaways, yes, for sure. That's still a freestyle situation. You know what I mean? But it's still more formulated towards the battle, the battle arena. Whereas, like I said, the original form was... Yo, we all here. The music popping. We get to you know, somebody get to spitting, and then we just we 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 rolling off of each other, and it's it's nah. It's, I, I I get it. Becomes, I, it becomes a cipher. Hey man, I uh, I just want to say, man, it's been a ball talking hip hop with you, man, and the music. Man, it's been a ball with y'all, son. Been a ball with y'all, man. Beautiful. Man, where can uh, people? Get your music, stream your music, all the above. Follow you. They can, they, 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 they can stream my music on all the platforms. It's, you got I got I got three joints on the platforms right now. It's Jerry Brown catching shots. It's Jerry Brown bad guy, and then it's uh, Twisted Beliefs, Jerry Brown and Henry Rich. Um, they're all on them three platforms, man. Um, and other than that, you know. We're coming back with third third season of the podcast, the Legends podcast. Um, as far as Facebook goes, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, we got to tap, we have to tap in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and, and as far as Facebook goes, and the, the what goes behind this, the the music you got, Monstrosity Productions. Um, you'll find him on Facebook. That's my man, um, SPNJ Likens. 
uh, the, the the music group or the entertainment group that's uh, dad that's drums dialogue or drums uh, analog and dialogue that's SP and, and my man Jerry Likens again and then you got the the music media group my my, my original man from uh, from Mansfield UPNO my man Ryan Jane it's all there man it's, it, yeah it ain't it ain't hard to find okay for sure well what what uh what days and time, uh, time, time slots do y'all, y'all shoot the, or do y'all uh, do the podcast? We all, we did it on uh, Sundays. It was called Sunday Dinner. That was the name of the podcast, Sunday Dinner. Sweet. Okay, okay. We did we did it every Sunday from five to seven. But then what happened was when we incorporated that music review, the music review started stretching that shit out, and this, this shit got ridiculous. You know what I mean? And, but no, nah, we we're about to start season three back up. Season three back up. Okay, for sure. Yeah, make sure make sure you send me a link or something, man. When y'all get y'all get back back rolling, we can swing the top in. Yeah, definitely, man. Spitfire Save the Matches on all social media. Download the Spitfire Save the Matches app on all streaming applications. Shout out to everybody. Till next week. Peace.